Hi, I'm Marilyn Dennis, and this is Marilyn Dennis Does a Podcast. My guest today is the amazing Grammy-nominated singer and songwriter, Julia Michaels. It is hard to listen to the radio and not hear a major pop song that she hasn't co-written. Justin Bieber's Sorry, Selena Gomez, Lose You to Love Me, If the World Was Ending, a smash duet with the love of her life, J.P. Sachs. She's got a new album out. She's owning these songs. She loves them. All done during the pandemic. The album is called Not in Chronological Order. Here's my conversation with Julia Michaels. But if the world was ending, you come over, right? You come over and you say the night. Would you love me for the hell of it? Hey, Julia. Hi, how are you? Really good. Last time you and I talked was when you were here in Toronto for the MMVAs. And I remember how quiet you were and very shy. Are you still a little bit like that now after a couple of years? What do you say to that? Definitely. That, I don't think that, that goes away. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so good to see you. Really good to see you. So uh, Grammy-nominated singer-songwriter, here you are. You're gonna, we're going to talk about your new album in just a minute, but I want to ask how you've been doing, and especially during this lockdown, a very interesting period in all of our lives. How's Julian Michaels uh, been handling it all? I've been okay, yeah. I think, you know, pros and cons to everything in life. Um, I've been really trying to just look at the silver linings through all of this. Um, you know, the silver lining is I got to make a, an album, my first album in quarantine, socially distanced with my friends. And I also uh, fell in love right before quarantine and I got to nurture that love throughout this whole uh, thing. So that's that's been a, a nice pro through all of it. For sure. Let's not forget that this person you're in love with, J.P. Sachs, is from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Good people. <laughs> good people, the best. <laughs> That's so good. So, so had you known him before, or you you co-wrote a uh, co-wrote a song together? Is that was that how you guys got together? So I found out about him through a friend, and they were like, "You should listen to the song 25 in Barcelona." And I listened to it on repeat over and over and over again. And I posted it on my Instagram. So I essentially slid into his DMs. And I uh, was like, this song is incredible. I love it so much. And he was like, oh, my gosh, I'm a big fan. I'd love to write with you. I was like, me too. Um, and so the first time we ever met was when we were writing If the World Was Ending. And um, we've been wow. pretty much inseparable ever since. I love that. Well, first of all, congratulations on that Grammy-nominated song. And it turned out to be one of the anthems of the pandemic last summer. And I have to ask you this because I know, you know, so great that you two got together both musically and, and personally. But when you're writing a song and you, you like, do you know, like, this is this is going to hit all the marks I'm and I need to release it. This is the perfect song. Like, did you know that when you were writing the song with JP? No, um, we wrote it pre-pandemic, so we we didn't realize oh, okay. that this was all going to happen. Mm -hmm. We wrote it about earthquakes in LA, and we we released it in October, and the pandemic like really <sighs> happened in March. Um, so it right. it really took on a life of its own uh, that we weren't anticipating or expecting. Um, and there was a, a period of time where we felt a bit guilty that this song was doing what it was doing in such a chaotic time. But then, you know, we were really thinking about it and we felt so grateful that people found um, just some relatability and some comfort in, in our song that we made together 
Um, and that was mm-hmm. reassuring for us as, as songwriters, mm-hmm. that there were people all over the world that felt like they could confide in this song. Yeah, it's, it's an anthem for sure. I know a lot of people that have met with success over this lockdown feel a little guilty about it, but then they realize either it's become an anthem or it's a show to watch that really helped people not feel so isolated. So it's a really interesting time. Now, you and JP also co-wrote two of the songs on your debut album, Not in Chronological Order. Let's talk about this album. I love the cover. You've been, <laughs> sign- you've, you've been signing. You've been signing. Are you still have something right there? Look at that. She's been busy <laughs> signing away. Uh, so, so Julia, tell me about the meaning behind the title and what it's all about. Well, I call it not in chronological order because the album is not in order of life events. Um, my fans know that I am very story oriented and story driven and all my previous EPs have been story from top to bottom. And this one, when I was doing the track listing, just felt better as the feeling. Uh, and I, I just wanted to, you know, I, I, I don't have a deep meaning for everything. And it, it, it literally is not in chronological order. I love that. I love that. And I, I we've got to talk about the fact that when you were putting this album together, you didn't want to do it on Zoom. So tell everybody about the process. Writing on Zoom is a very interesting thing. And people that are uh, a little bit more algorithmic um, in the songwriting process can do it. People like me who are very emotional and need that energy in the room to feed off of somebody, I just can't. I'm like, get me out this box. I don't feel comfortable in here. Um, and so I, I put together a team of very wonderful people that I've known for a very long time um, that were willing and able to socially distance with me in the studio. And mm-hmm. we essentially may have this um, just very strategic method of writing songs together so that we could all be with each other, but still keep our distance. And I'm very yes. grateful that yes. they took time out of their lives to do that with me. Was somebody like in your, on your patio, like you were talking to when you open up the sliding door so you could relate to, is that, did that happen too? It's, it's wild. Yes. So, so that is, that was our method. So um, I, I worked with these producers, the Monsters and Strangers, who executive produced this album with me. And they have a studio. Yeah. It's like a studio house. So they would be in their production room and they would have a sliding glass door to outside. And I would be outside on the patio and they would have a, a microphone called an SM7 that they would string outside so that I could use it to put down demos. And then if I had a, another songwriter I was working with that day, they would be on the opposite side of the couch outside. And then on days we wanted to get real vocals, they would be in their other pr- production room. And then I would just walk right into the vocal booth so we didn't have to touch or interact with each other. Right. What a unique way to put together an album. But it all worked because now you've got it. It's done. Ready to go. You're signing exactly. autographs already. Can We got to talk about this. We got to talk about all your exes. It is the lead single off the album. <laughs> I saw it the other night on Colbert because I said, oh, good. She's got a new album out. That's great because I'm a big fan. And then, and I saw that. And then there's the video with the chainsaw. So you had a blast doing the video. So tell us about that. Yeah. JP says he's pretty sure I wasn't acting. And that's why I, I look so comfortable in the scene. <laughs> um, I... I, we wrote All Your Exes. Basically, JP was like, you know, we, we had had this conversation, and I don't really remember how it started, but JP was like, you know, yeah. maybe there'll be a time in the future when we can talk about the people from our past that have helped sort of shape our present. And I was like, no, 
I don't care. I don't want to know who you've been with, who you slept with, who you've loved. I don't care. And he was like, baby, you can't just live in a world where my exes are dead. I was like, I sure damn can. And uh, I sarcastically sang the first two lines of the song in the car. And we went to the studio the next day to um, write it. And I wanted the video to be as satirical and sarcastic and campy as the song was. Uh, so, yeah, we had a lot of fun. Blythe Thomas, the director, was amazing. She was so collaborative and understood where I wanted to go with this. And she was just so kick-ass. That's so fun. I mean, honestly, I, I think I, when I first heard the title, I went, wow, wow. Okay. So you're from the <laughs> camp of, I don't want to hear it. And he's from the camp of, well, someday, like, I don't want to hear it either. I don't want to hear it either. Like it's done. No. It's over. Let's move on. Yeah. I hear you on that one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to live in a world where all your exes are dead. I want to kill all the memories that you save in your head. Be the only girl that's ever been in your bed. I want to live in a world where all your exes are dead. I've always wanted to know when you are writing songs, how do you say, well, you know, cause you've, you've done the past decade songs for like Justin and Selena and Ed Sheeran and so many, Brittany, all uh, so many famous names. How do you know, just as a songwriter, I, 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 you know, like issues was deeply personal for you. So I understood why you did that, but how do you know which ones to give away and which to keep? Cause I got issues, but you got them too. So give them Well, it's actually really simple. Normally, if if I'm writing with for somebody else or with somebody else, I'm in the room with that person. I very rarely write a song without the artist in the room anymore. And uh, I always will pick days for myself to be like, all right, this is this is me time. This is when I want to write for me. And even if I love the song and I'm like, oh, what a great song. It's like that is theirs. I'm a songwriter first. And when I'm in the room with that person, I'm not precious. I want. I want the person that I'm working with to love it and, and, and keep it and nurture it and, and, you know, take it on as their own. That is theirs. That's so cool. That's, it's a, I was always curious about that. Are you looking forward to getting out and about and, and uh, being, are you happy with live streaming? Cause I know that you're a little hesitant about being on stage sometimes. Am I right about that? You miss it? I am. I am. I, I miss my fans for sure. Opening for people still scares the living daylights out of me, but my fans are so like-minded and so understanding and supportive. So if I go out there and I'm a bit nervous, they're all like, girl, you're fine. You know, let's do it. Let's just dance and have fun and scream our faces off. Um, you know, that, that I miss, I miss the, the support and the camaraderie. Um, and the love, I miss the love. And I hope that we can get to uh, a, a, a sort of sense of normal where we can all be together again, because I do miss them very much. Well, we miss not seeing you in person because the last time I talked to you was during the MMVAs. I don't know how many years ago with that, the Much Music Video Awards, when you were just starting out. And it's such a pleasure to see you again. You look happy. Yes, you can have a very successful relationship, Julia. It does work. It happened to me. I had to wait till I was 58. I know. <laughs> Come on. It doesn't have to have all the drama. You know what? You're there, though, and you're feeling it. You're in it. 
It's right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, you're right. I, I agree with that. <laughs> and I know you're coming to Toronto because that's where JP's from. So I look forward to seeing you in person. So take good care of yourself and congratulations for the album, not in chronological order. Good for you. I'm really pleased for you. It's good to talk to you. Thank you, Marilyn. Thank you so much. Marilyn Dennis does a podcast. New episodes every week. You can download or subscribe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.